Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano, and now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, uh, Ed, uh, we have a podcast to this show, do we? We sure do. You can go to AFR.net, and uh, all of our programs, by the way, are uh, the audio is streamed live. So if you go to AFR.net, and you wanted to listen on your computer, you can do that. If you miss a show, there's a little drop-down menu for podcasts, and you can listen to any of the programs that you missed uh, at a later time. So, Hey, Steve, good morning again. Hey, good morning. Just to comment on your attire. Oh, oh thank you, yes. Which I'm complimentary of. Well, you look thank nice you. today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I do have a fashion question for you. <laughs> All right. Um, because... I am a sartorial, sartorial genius. Well, just I, I just want to go. I just want to ask a question. You're wearing a paisley tie. It is a blue paisley tie. Yeah, and yet you're wearing a shirt with dots. Polka dots. dots. Yeah, you call them polka no, dots. Not really I don't polka know. dots. Just dots. They're, dots. they're dots. Is it they're too dots. busy? Well, no. I, that's what I'm asking. I was always uh, taught uh, that you, you don't mix patterns. You weren't supposed to mix patterns, uh, in, in especially with a tie and a shirt. Well, so the I'm patterns were different enough to my my eye that it, I, it doesn't matter if it if it's were wrong. You, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, were I'm, you well? Were you taught the same thing growing up, or no? Is that no one really taught Steve, me this Steve's kind of stuff. It's, it's instinctual. Steve's a rebel. He's a rebel. He's a dressing rebel. He's a dressing rebel, and it's instinctual. I, no one taught me this. Okay, stuff. I just <laughs> God given talent. Well, I will say this for you. You're hanging around with a bunch of guys back there yeah. in the newsroom who don't care. I try to lead by example, but nobody's following. It's <laughs> nobody's, really frustrating. Nobody's following. Just I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the Paisley dot mix on yeah. uh, on somebody. Well, the colors dot. match so well that I just figured it was. Gonna... They do, Yeah, the colors match perfect. And Maybe it's blue. radio. It's radio. So what I, I just want, and yeah. I and I do want to say I, I think uh, I thought it went together just fine Thank you. until I went blind. Well, <laughs> so, but before that, I liked work, it. It would not work well on TV, though, because the camera right. would, it would, yeah. Is Paisley still a, still a thing with, with, yes. with yeah. ties? <laughs> Here I mean, it is. Yeah, you are. I yeah, like I Paisley just, ties. I think okay. so. I think so. When was the last time you wore a tie? Uh, see, see, now you, see, now you're going all sarcastic. Is that personal? I uh, actually, I, uh, when did I? Let me ask, who's, I, well, who's for, the last for, one to wear interview. The two of you, between the two of you, who's, who, who's the, la- the I, last one I did, one to when wear. I was, did that yes, little interview did. with Fox, Fox News. With Fox News, I wore a tie Ted and was, a uh, Ed was on Fox News a couple weeks ago and, did, and wore a suit and tie from the waist up. And did very yes, well. that's true. <laughs> I had jeans on, on yeah. below. So. What'd you say? And did very well, by the way, in Fox News. Yes, he did. He has a whole two minutes. It was. Yeah. Stimulating. <laughs> it, oh, Listen. I got so much information out in that two minutes. <laughs> hey, it was on Fox News. That was you must have had good prep. Was I pre- prepared for three hours for that. There you go. Every possible question. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not true. It is true. Oh, no, I'm oh, sure you it did? is. It is. I prepared a lot for that because I wanted to be prepared for an unexpected question, 
and then they gave me an unexpected question, one that I didn't prepare you, for. Oh, well, you can't do everything. Hey, right. I was um, sitting. I met JJ out in the hall today. You, you never run into JJ Jasper without leaving with a little bit of a smile or a laugh on your face. JJ told me today. He says, "You know, I travel a lot," and he says, "I am amazed." at how many towns I go into that are named after their water towers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, you uh, got more where that came from. I know. <laughs> I know. It's endless. Right. <laughs> yeah. To which I said, well, they got to be careful that whoever's painting it, there's a big duty. They might just mistakenly paint podunk or something on the water tower. And then podunk. You're, then you're stuck. Yep. <clears throat> JJ, right. JJ I, I've always said, has a, a Rolodex in the brain. Yes, he does. You name the topic, he's got a joke. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Talent. It is. it is. It's a gift. All right, Steve. Even though J.J. probably wasn't in the gifted class when he was younger, but that's a gift. Yes. I mean, that's not – I better stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to room six? No, I meant what I said. I said what I meant, and let's just leave it alone. Okay? Move on. Go ahead, Steve. All right. You guys were talking about a middle school, that uh, sexual harassment case at a middle school. I've got another middle school. This one in Florida. This is the Leon County's Cobb Middle School. Leon County is where Tallahassee is? Yeah. They have a principal at Cobb Middle School in Leon County named Sarah Hembry. Sarah is a little exasperated. She's a little frustrated, and she decided to tweet out or, or, or Facebook post her frustration. She thinks she's frustrated about parents getting involved and just getting in the way of things. Let me read you this. Yes, teachers love, and, well, I'll just, I'll, this is a little long, so I'll just say, teachers want to decide what they teach in their classroom based on the needs of the students in front of them. I am so tired, she writes in all capitals, of being told we don't know what we're doing or that we are messing with parents' rights. Today I say parents quit pushing for stupid bills and getting in our way. Legislatures, education is not your lane. Get out of it. Schools are going to do what's best for your student in spite of you, parents. But they're going to run out of people to care for your student if you keep it up. What, what's this uh, principal's name? Sarah Hembry. Well, I got news for Ms. or Mrs. or Miss Hembry. Or Mr. Or, or Who knows? Yes, they. <laughs> uh, I got news for you. Uh, it used to be 30 years ago, 40 years ago, most parents trusted their public schools and did stay out of the way because they knew that what schools were doing was teaching kids what they needed to know. We used to call it read and write and arithmetic, you know, social studies, all those kinds of things. That's what they taught. Well, you know what? Now we don't trust many public schools, and it's your fault, Ms. Hembry, okay, because you have decided to go where no school should go. And that is to teach my kids, so to speak, I'm speaking for the parents, who appreciated the Florida legislature passing the Parental Rights and Education Act. Now you are messing with moral issues and sexuality and gender. And you know what? We're not going to take it anymore. And if we get our way, this is my hope, we will have school vouchers where the money that is spent on each kid goes to the parent. They pick what school they go to, and then, Miss Hembry, guess what? You will do exactly what parents want, That's right. or you won't have kids going to your school. Uh, right now, you've got a, a, uh, a, a lock, a monopoly on what, where most kids go to school. 
but I hope that time is coming to an end. I think this all started when schools decided they needed to teach sex education. I mean, well, period. Listen, I don't I think know most, why that's a, an issue that's between a parent and a child. Well, I I, I have no problem. Again, maybe people, in the people college, different, a biology class, yes, and you get to what, know how the reproductive system abs- works. That's what I'm saying. But not not here's a banana and it, yes, the whole bit. That's right. So then they they drifted into the moral questions about it, which is not their concern. I used to be a substitute teacher back in the '90s um, for a little bit, and my Busiest day was every year when it was sex education day and Planned Parenthood would come in. The teachers would flee in droves. Uh, I got a Miss, Miss Henry. I got a little cold today. I'm right. sorry I can't make it. And so I always had a, but th- that meant I had to sit in class in the back of the class and listen to this just obscene, immoral. Oh, anyway, it, I know why they left. Well, that that principle is going to get an earful. Basically telling people, parents, to mind their own business. Do you not know better than to talk like that when you're a principal? My goodness These people gracious. are emboldened. Huh? These people, they, they don't. I, they I, don't, you can't I, fire I don't care if you're thinking it. You don't say, parents, shut up and sit down. Yes. We got this. You don't. That's what she said. And we don't care what you think. That's yeah, what she's that's saying. Yeah, that's what she's you don't, you don't, You don't say that. We'll do what's best for your kids. That's... Uh, you talk about not reading she, the room? She said she's so tired of what? I'm so tired of being told we don't know what we're doing and, or that we're messing with parents' rights. Parents, quit pushing for stupid bills and getting in our way. Get out of our way. Parents. Now, is she talking about the Florida bill, the parent, uh, the, the one that... Well, she must be. Well, then, well, well then there you go. It's in Florida. Then, then, there, then she's, that, then she's saying... Let our teachers teach your kids about uh, what gender they are. That That's what she's... Yes. Huh? No, she's yeah. a middle school teacher, so that law would not apply to her in the least, but it hasn't stopped any of the other progressive people from deciding it. Maybe. This is, this is as I just said, this is... You talk about not being able to read the room. Right. <laughs> this this is... The, 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 our culture is going in the opposite direction. Yeah, she's a principal lady. or a teacher or what? She's, she's a principal. Okay. All right, next story, Steve. All right. Um, we keep hearing, you remember this phrase uh, from the abortion advocates that say, my body, my choice? Yes. Remember that? First of all, point unless out. It, unless it's COVID shots. Yeah, well, right. Not there. <laughs> then it doesn't apply. And actually, right. it's not even true when it comes to abortion. It's not your body. Right. Um, it's somebody else's body that you're taking care of. Anyway. Um, with the release of this Supreme Court um decision the the draft decision it really has gotten it's it's rubbed the patina off it's gotten the the pro-abortion people are getting angrier and angrier and it's getting raw and they they're not pretending anymore the democrat this is the house pro-choice caucus (laughs) has come out with some new language rules there are some words, you know how the left is just all over language. They they right. they, they say because it, it colors it 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 colors opinions. Yes. If you call something freedom, the freedom to marry, well, who's against freedom? Right. Okay. In this case, the House Pro-Choice Caucus has found some harmful language. You know what the first word that's harmful from the Pro-Choice Caucus? Choice. Don't use choice. Use decision. 
I just happened to uh, be snooping around the Capitol building over the weekend, and I came across some legislators, uh, Democrats who were wandering the halls uh, upset. And so this is your Democrat pro-choice caucus and others um, wandering around the Capitol with a new slogan. It's not my body, my choice anymore. Listen to what it is. Cut nine. My body, my decision just rolls off the tongue. I I don't understand what the difference is between my body, my choice, and my body, my decision. They say that not everybody has a choice. If you're a poor woman living in Texas, for example, they will say, you don't have the choice to get an abortion. You can't do it. So it's a decision you make. But if you can't get one, it doesn't matter whether you make a decision. If you're poor, you can't get one. But you're taking choice away from these people. To borrow from Abraham Hamilton III, I don't understand why these people can't make their decision not to engage in the activity that leads to pregnancy. No. Isn't that their decision? (laughs) Yes. Huh? I mean... No, that's absolutely... You got birth control everywhere. You've got... For free. Products that uh, prevent pregnancy everywhere. I, I don't know. This is... This is uh, so. That's isn't that their decision? Yeah, but Tim, I know this is this is well, you're thinking far too logically, and <laughs> you're thinking in terms of responsibility. And what they would say is, "I'm going to do what I want, and if there is a consequence, I'm going to escape the consequence by killing the baby." So they don't. They don't. They're not going to look at being responsible or making the right decision. They want to be able to do whatever they want with whomever they want and try to escape the consequences of it. And the unborn baby has to pay the price. That's right. Some other language choices or language uh, changes. This this is telling. Remember when abortions, they wanted them to be safe, legal, and rare? That's, that's famous line by President Clinton. Clinton, right. right. Well, they don't want them to be rare anymore. Now they want them to be safe, legal, and accessible. Because it's no, and the reason they said pro-choice is because, well, no one's pro-abortion. We, we, right. we want it to be rare. Well, they have specifically said, no, now with this out, it's okay to be pro-abortion. You're, you're in favor. I heard the story of a, of a group that um, protested a church over the weekend. And some lady came in with dolls and started yelling, I'm killing the babies. I'm killing the babies. Listen to Wretched Radio over the weekend. Todd Friel was talking about this. It just was bizarre there, and there's, gross. There are some wicked, evil people on the pro-abortion side that celebrate the killing of unborn babies. They're, they don't even have a conscience about it at all. But it's well, becoming mainstream. Well, they're being they're being it's, forced. It's going to backfire. To yes. admit, they're being forced to admit what's re- what this is all about. I've read articles over the last five years. Where women are saying, "Listen, we got to stop apologizing and pretending that we're that an unborn child's not a person," and I've I've read it. They said yeah. there's there's no sense in arguing about that. And they were talking about the technology that shows a clear human being in the mother's womb, these ultrasounds, so on and so forth. And these women were saying, "We need to admit that it's a person, and we're killing it." Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Biden did the other day. I I, I don't think he's. Some would say he slipped up, but remember that about mm-hmm. two or three two or three weeks ago, called it a child. He he said uh, he said, uh, listen, if 
I'm paraphrasing now, but this is not an unfair characterization of what he said. He said, well, if we have that, I uh, said, um, you know, the, 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 uh, mother may have to kill us, kill her child. Yes. He, he's talking about to abortion keep, to, and, keep, to, to keep abortion legal or, or, yeah. or to, 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 to make her life easier. And Jen Psaki at the time, the, uh, the white house press secretary, she had to kind of walk that back a little bit, mm-hmm. but that is what he said. Do you know why they, can, they think they can do this? They live in a bubble, and they think the rest of America is as incensed about the demise of Roe v. Wade and the fact that they're taking abortion and killing of babies away from women as they are. They believe that they are in the, minor, in the majority, that everybody feels the way they do, and therefore everybody is just as upset as they are. They're not. Right. They're not. No, I saw a poll yesterday from NBC. And the question was, will will uh, the Roe versus Wade reversal of the Supreme Court have an impact on your vote? And it was basically a wash. Uh, yeah, 49-49 or something. Yeah, so it's not going to have an, a great impact on people's vote in November one way or the other, it appeared to me. Most people have already made up their mind about where they stand on abortion and those that don't. It, it's, right. it's nuanced, this country. It, it yeah, should and, be more pro-life than it is, but... Yeah. The further along a woman gets in pregnancy, the more adamantly America is in general against taking a, a life. Yes. So, all right. Um, I don't. We're probably not going to get that, are we? Brent? we got, okay. We got seven minutes left. All right. I got two more little things for you. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about these protests. You know, the protesters were out at the justices' uh, houses, and again, uh, well, yes, they they have not really quit. And uh, it's supposed to be illegal, by the way. It is illegal, by the way. So they were shouting outside of Justice Alito's house, and he lives in a neighborhood. These people are the judges, for the most part. The justices do not live in closed gate mansions. This guy's in a neighborhood with a house next door on either side of him. And more house than I could afford. But but anyway... um, the neighbor was not having any of this. The neighbor was a little kind of frustrated that all these people were shouting in her front yard. And so she decided to get on her piano. And I want you to hear what she decided to do. She's trying to drown out the protest. You're going to hear the protest. And if you listen carefully, you're going to hear music. We will tell you what that. If you can't understand what the hymn is, it's a hymn. You'll hear it in a second. Go ahead. Cut seven. Okay, so that this uh, neighbor was had in like speakers. House. No, it was the windows were open. Oh, the windows the were windows open. were open. She playing as loud as she could. She was playing. That. Yes, she was playing. Wow. That was "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." And she wrote a little response. Someone asked her about this. She said, "I wanted to do something beautiful and thoughtful to counter the noise, the chaos, the sadness of those protesting life in front of an empty house." Um, I think Samuel Alito and his family were not there. They've had to there go is, somewhere because that's of this. what I've heard. There is nothing more steadfast and measured than the joy of worshiping our Savior through precious hymns. Well, that's making lemonade out of lemons in the in, in her neighborhood. Yeah, and good for her for this lady playing. Obviously, she's talented, yeah. and she's playing something redemptive mm-hmm. and something that will point people to God. 
the complete opposite of what these people are protesting about on the street. Something that e even if the people in the street were able to hear, which I doubt they were because of the, the noise around the them, they, it, might, it would probably have gone over most of their heads. They wouldn't yes. have been able to name that. I wonder if the, it would be legal to open up your windows and point speakers out and play, and play music. I, I don't think so. It's not? I, I tell you what. It I, shouldn't I, be. I believe it is unless somebody complains. Think of think of a block party on the Fourth of July or something where you all get together and decide, and somebody has a stereo system in their garage. They're going to blare out the yeah. you know the patriotic music or whatever music um, for what. the block party. There's no law against that if people are okay with it. If one of the neighbors, well, what about the chanting? Why can't you complain about that? Well, you can because if 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 it's noise that is disrupting you, if it's noise that you object to, you have a right not to have to hear it. Okay. But it doesn't mean you. I mean, there's a First Amendment thing about being able to speak, even if somebody hears what? it. I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but that's yeah. my guess. You're not a lawyer, but you dress like one. I do, and I play <laughs> one on TV. <laughs> if I'm if I'm ever elected anything, first thing I'm going to do is is uh, shut down the cars without mufflers. <laughs> Man, huh? You don't like that, huh? I don't like. I hate it. Uh, you you hear, hear these trucks? Oh yeah. Hear these trucks and cars come by you and just blow your doors off because yeah. they have no muff. Uh, is that what it's called? Have no muffler. It's like they intentionally turn up the volume on well, there. I don't think that's. I think what you're. Are you talking about music playing? No, no. I'm oh, talking about, about automobiles. Yeah, yeah. Making well, noise. They're supposed well, to have music, a muffler. Yeah, and the music. They're supposed to turn that down too. Yeah. Well, that music doesn't bother me so much as the these cars that just shake your windows. Right. Uh, well, I think legally you're supposed to have a muffler on your vehicle. Yeah. Well, I. I it, what if everybody did this? Right. What if everybody did this? It would be like said, a NASCAR race. I, I, that's what I'm saying. In, in town. Well, I don't just... understand what the problem is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. You, well, let me take on he a ride. Likes with, let me, uh, let he me likes take it. Let me take on a ride noise. with me, Steve. Right. All right. Well, you're running out of time. Well, let me do this. Got? Let me do this. I want to end with this. Um, our esteemed Vice President Kamala Harris was addressing the Association of Southeast Asian Nations on Friday. She had a message for them about climate change. Cut eight. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. I'm just confused a little bit, uh, Ed. Are we going this alone? Or? <laughs> that, that was six times you counted. In, six. In a minute. Yeah. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So she said that, that, was, that was another, it's being characterized as another Vice President Kamala Harris word salad. But... <laughs> Mostly one word. With a dressing of mockery. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Be honest with you. Well, can I can I say can I tell yes. the listeners what go you ahead. said when we talked yeah. about the story in the yeah, go ahead. in our story meeting? After we finished, Tim said, I think we need to start a uh, a, a petition. Save Joe Biden. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because however bad he is, it's all downhill from, <laughs> from there, there if she right. replaces him. <laughs> On wow. a regular basis, can you imagine having to listen to her speak? I'd have a job for ages. <laughs> Man. And she was the best he could do? 
Apparently. For a VP? Huh? I'm just ready for us to work together <laughs> on this show. Together. I mean, Come work, on, let's, let's circle work back, together. people. Well, we're going to work together circle, on this. Circle back's gone. And then <laughs> yes. after that, she we're going to work together. Yes, and circle back. And circle back. Huh? And I'm we're going to go check with Corn Pop. And where's the Easter Bunny? Where are you, Easter Bunny? <laughs> when do we need you? We'll be back tomorrow, everybody. Have a great afternoon. <laughs>